Welcome to Scenes of Beauty, a platform that is here to empower you to embrace your most authentic self and celebrate your own version of beauty, whatever that might be. I'm Chloe and I'm making it my mission to help people find and live their truest selves. If you're enjoying listening to the podcast and taking things away from it, hit the follow and subscribe button, share with friends and on your socials. I'm at the very beginning of the Scenes of Beauty journey and it helps more than you know to grow the platform. Joanna Kenny, body confidence and all-round queen of self-love and positivity, joins me as this week's guest to share her story of becoming confident, not only with her acne, but her body too. She is accepting herself for everything that she is and encouraging you to do the same. Her bravery is what started her platform and in this episode we have interesting and in-depth chats about all sorts of different things, from deep self-love to relationships and online filters. Here's her version of beauty. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, Joanna. Hello. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I'm so excited that you <laughs> Thank you for inviting me as well. This conversation, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's <laughs> going to be interesting. And I kind of don't know where to start because there's a hundred. You're. <laughs> it's funny. There's been a few people on the show, and it's like you're the not a reason why I'm doing this, but you're just everything that scenes of beauty is about, and expressing oh. yourself and being comfortable in your own body. And I'm keen to hear that journey. Absolutely, um, from I'm glad you. it kind of sparks these kinds of conversations as yeah, well yeah definitely um so should we start from the beginning let's let's Do go wanna, all the way back yeah tell us who you are <laughs> tell us about you your yeah. bit of your story and then we'll yeah we'll unravel so I um started out as a beauty therapist that's mm-hmm. kind of my professional background yeah. so very used to this idea of beauty and you know what it means to show up in a professional environment yeah a slightly more expectation for a beautician to be immaculate, immaculately presented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I also had acne from the age of 15 to about 31. I've cleared it in the last yeah. year. So yeah. huge journey with that. Huge journey with 
you know, moving forward in my professional career in beauty therapy, but always struggling with this real deep insecurity about my skin and wondering if it maybe people might think I'm unprofessional because I'm not very good at my job because I've not been able to clear my skin. Um, Yeah, and not, you know, not really wanting to wear makeup, but not feeling like it's all right for me to show up with my acne visible. Um, So that was like a big reason why I went on to start my Instagram accounts mm-hmm. um very aware of the conversations in a beauty treatment room of people saying yeah. oh can you fix this and can you sort this out and yeah. oh this is horrible about my body and yeah. always feeling very sad that people have such scrutiny about them yeah, such yeah. deep scrutiny about themselves yeah. and wanting to reassure them knowing that behind all my makeup I had acne yeah. and that they were absolutely okay if they had, you know, like freckles back then were a real insecurity for people and dark circles and things like that. And I had my own thing that I wanted to tell them about. I wanted to take a face wipe and I just wanted to show them what my skin really looked like because quite often they'd compare themselves to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that's quite tough. Um, And then I kind of had that throughout my life as well. So I really wanted to find a community initially that's what it was all about when I first joined Instagram was to see if there were other people out there I wanted to join a support group but I couldn't find anything that was really um I don't know fit for purpose um because it didn't allow for images and things like that so with Instagram you could actually see people that look like you and I guess the biggest turning point for me at that point was searching the hashtag acne because I just never thought to do it before and at that point it had already had like two million uses and then I actually saw people that looked like me and I also saw beyond their acne and I thought wow that's a really beautiful human being and if I can think that about them then why can't I think that about myself so the psychological kind of internal look at myself and really understanding and and really appreciating how psychological acne had on me and my mental health because it was really getting in the way of me making physical progress so as well as sharing my acne journey and you know my different struggles and how I came to clear it I also really wanted to empower oops I also really wanted to empower other people and really help them realize they're not alone I think that's the biggest thing I think it's so great that there's almost dual reason for doing it and it's you know the way you were feeling internally but also to to provide a safe space and a comfortable space and a conversational space for Mm. other people it kind of the the way we feel about ourselves often is external or comes from external or this facade of that we have to look perfect do you Mm. do you agree do you yeah I mean that is a big reason why I didn't get the help I needed earlier on was because I felt like one as a professional you know skincare expert I should be able just to fix my skin myself um I couldn't talk to anyone about it friends family boyfriend at the time because I felt embarrassed that my skin affected me the way it did emotionally and I didn't think anyone would understand what what did you feel emotionally what what 
it stopped me from wanting to socialize it stopped yeah. me I, I didn't show um my now husband I didn't show him my skin for the first three years of us being together I always wore makeup yeah. and that is exhausting trying to live yeah. up to this expectation of how you think you should look yeah. because you've presented them presented you presented yourself to them in one way and then you feel like, and now I have to maintain yeah. this look. You know, they fancied me because I looked like this. So now yeah. I need to maintain that. Yeah. And that was just really tiring, really exhausting. Is that from, from, you know, when we were younger, everyone was perfect. And I think now, you know, we're seeing a lot more real mm. skin and real bodies and real conversation around it. But do you think that insecurity of not being perfect and looking perfect do you think that was because when we were growing up it was all edited and retouched oh yeah wait i mean it still largely is on mainstream media but um for sure that is definitely what it is and this idea of like bad skin and that was what i saw in the magazines growing up was oh look at this celebrity with bad skin and she has like two spots and i'm like oh my god if this constitutes as bad skin like what would they think of me and whenever i tried to go makeup free you know people would always ask me oh my god what's happened to your face and say the most insensitive things because it wasn't you know a normal conversation and people didn't expect me to look like that so it was always such a shock um but certainly I think growing up as we all have in this kind of world where there's so much pressure and expectation on women to look a certain way and the idea that we owe it to the people we want to attract to be pretty and that's that's really hard because so much value is placed on whether someone's attracted to you or whether you're pretty or beautiful and when you're a little girl you get complimented on oh you look pretty in that little dress or don't you look beautiful today or when you first see someone that you haven't seen in a while they'll say oh you look really nice or oh have you lost weight and that's kind of how I entered into like the more body positive part of the community was because I thought well if I can like learn to accept my skin for the way it was which then helped me understand my acne better and clear it um I thought well if I can do that which is something I never thought I always used to say this is not possible I'll never get to a place where I'm comfortable in my skin then I thought well I can love my tummy rolls and I can love the cellulite that I have and not necessarily love it but at least accept it and just realize that it's not the end of the world it's human everyone has it um and then that made me go on to like challenging other beauty standards like body hair visible body hair on women I have facial hair visible facial hair and it's something I've always removed from an early teen because of insecurities and being kind of told that it's not okay for you to show up hairy and again that's because of mainstream media telling us oh look fat shaming somebody or hair body hair shaming somebody or whatever we still see on social media today I remember I can't remember what celebrity it is because I'm rubbish with (laughs) names but it was um a famous actress or singer and she had um like a period mark on her bikini at the beach and she had to make a public statement about how she can't believe this was picked up and what a big deal it was that you know it was mentioned that she had this Uh, period stain and it's just like it happens and why are we still in 2022 having to defend being human yeah it's it's mad really isn't it and I I was even having a conversation with my friend the other day about she was anxious about going in 
to the co-op to buy tampons. And I was like, look, we're 30 year old women, <laughs> like this happens every month. Yeah, you'd think we'd get used to a it. A large proportion you? of our life. Like if you're going to buy a tampon, fucking swing it around. Like <laughs> everyone has periods. Yeah. Know, and it's, like it is, going to the bathroom with them up your sleeve and like yeah. hiding the fact or if someone comes over to you, can I, can I, um, have you got a tampon? Yeah. I don't like shout it out in the office. Like you don't yeah, need to yeah. be discreet about these things because yeah. it's nothing to be ashamed of. No, absolutely not. So when you, you said you kind of started to learn about your skin. What, what do you mean by that? And what is that journey of, I actually just posted an episode today about self-acceptance and because I've done that bit in a bit of a different way. And so how did you... Tell us about that process and yeah. that journey of starting to love yourself yeah. from where you were to where you are. Yeah, so that's like the biggest thing. And it's kind yeah. of like the blueprint. Because once you've done it once, you realise, oh, okay, I like this. I like the fact that I've <laughs> challenged myself it's here. Isn't it's it? so liberating that like, I can't even begin to <laughs> explain. And then you want it for other people. So that's yeah. where sharing on social media came from. Yeah. But then it's also like, oh, what can I do next? Yeah. I want to feel that high again. Yeah. I want to, you know, it's quite addictive to start accepting parts of yourself and think, okay, well, what else have I been really ashamed of in the yeah, past? Yeah. And what else has held me back? And yeah. then thinking, no, I'm not going to allow that to happen anymore. Um, do you do that with physical things? Because mine's more, I've struggled with my body and image from from young but also mentally I've changed drastically as a person and so I've struggled with getting to know who I am and letting go of all the shit that I used to do and that's not me anymore and that's okay so if you you can evolve physically and you can evolve you know um mentally mentally and what's the other you know we we grow in different ways Um, but yes, for, for sure, it was a huge learning process and it was something I had to be really committed to yeah. because I think with acne specifically, when you have a condition, you are so desperate and you start believing that nothing's going to work for you and that no one can help you mm. and you start believing that you will have acne for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of where I was. It was 13 years of having acne at that yeah. point. And I yeah. thought, this is it for me. This is, I'm going to have this for the rest of my life. Almost defined by it. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. Um, there was this really big moment for me, um, which kick-started it all. Um, I'd gone through lots of different, you know, I think anyone with acne for that period of time will be able to tell you, you go through fits and starts of actively trying to do something about it, then feeling demotivated and, and like nothing's going to work. then you feel like oh actually you know someone's perhaps mentioned something or you've got newfound (laughs) kind of enthusiasm to do something about it or perhaps a reason to based on insecurities maybe you've got a new uh you know romantic relationship and that kind of motivates you to to want to clear it or whatever um not saying that that's the right way to feel but it's certainly a factor when when you have acne is that you feel so ugly and so unattractive um and so my point was that I wanted to feel attractive with acne because I hadn't been able to show my husband the way I looked his support was one of the biggest reasons why I'm able to be here and talking about it today because had he not made me feel lovable no matter what and this doesn't have to be a husband this could be a friend this could be anyone you choose to confide in about and I just said you know this is really starting 
to affect me because we went through in our last job, Chris and I, we were, uh, we went through a category five hurricane and it was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a life changing experience. We, um, survived obviously, yeah. but the island around us didn't. And yeah. we were in survival mode. Everyone around me was yeah. like Indiana Jones. They were amazing and they were so resourceful and just the the most incredible things happens to human being in in happens to human beings in crisis because yeah. they all just muck in and yeah. just get on with it and i wasn't doing that i was trapped by insecurity yeah. we'd just gone through this mammoth experience and all i could worry about was not my job not the islands not the people that lived on neighboring islands and how they fared in the storm it was where is my makeup bag and where is the nearest mirror how am i going to be able to maintain the normal concealing that i usually do of my skin in a right in a post-hurricane environment how am i going to do that and that is what i was worried about now that proved to me that I was not okay. Yeah. Um, and when that happened, I thought I need to use this time now that I am without a job, without a home, and yeah. whatever else to actually focus on. You know, I've, I've actually got this luxury of time to yeah. now put it into myself and yeah. and take this time and, and research more about acne. When have I ever sat down and actually read about acne yeah. and yeah. read about? the causes of acne and learn about my body I'll go on lots of different articles online because before when I'd gone for help from the doctors and dermatologists and whoever else you know I've got (laughs) gone to to, like basically everyone apart from my chiropodist (laughs) (laughs) about my acne Um, and (laughs) I was just just stuck and I just thought well what if I just do it myself what if I actually figure this out by myself and I did I got pointed in the right directions by professionals but I actually did the work myself and that was doing a food journal seeing if there are any food triggers tracking my sleep um tracking like what skincare I was using um whether I was sticking to it or whether I was you know get stopping using it too soon um I was taking supplements literally anything that could affect your skin I would document about it and see if I could see a link between it and then also thinking about my mental health and you were saying earlier how you know there's you know what what is it about is it physical things is it what kind of things do you find hard to talk about in terms of insecurities and mental health is one of them that's something that isn't widely still isn't widely spoken about even though it's massively more spoken about than it used to be but like I said earlier about the shame associated with acne um, that was something that I felt really hard to talk about Um, and so the first picture that I uploaded onto Instagram was like half and half of my face so Mm -hmm. half with makeup and I'd also airbrush that side as well to show like the level of perfection that's normally on social media and at this time that wasn't really being done Um, and then on the other side I left it completely no makeup and my acne visible and that was I think gosh um the end of well no, maybe maybe the middle of 2018 was when okay. I first started talking about it yeah. and um, we spoke before we came on here about yeah. you know then opening up that conversation I had so many messages from at that point no one was following me apart yeah, from yeah. old colleagues friends and family and 
you know, they all reached out to say, I just saw your post. This was really brave um, because actually I have this and it's not acne, but it's something else that they've not been able to talk about. And then all of a sudden there's that dialogue and they feel better. I feel better. And that was done like replicated 50 times with the people that I knew who saw that post. Um, So to be able to open up conversation, I think is the most powerful thing that we can do, which is why it's great to be here. Yeah. And I think... You know, the, again, we were talking before we started recording, but it's such, I'm learning very quickly that it's such a common thread, whether it is an insecurity about your skin or my hair won't grow yeah. or I feel weird about my body or my head's in a weird space or this is what happened to me at school. The more I'm posting, it's it's something that a lot of us feel and experience and have thoughts about but never actually talk about it. Mm. So it is opening that, opening your arms and, you know, giving yeah. people a hug, whether it is physical or online or whatever. Yeah. It is nice to have that conversation and it is, it's a community and we're, we're women, we've all got to be yeah. here for each other, you know, it's, yeah. it's so important. And just being kind to others yeah. and yourself yeah. because yeah, yeah, yeah. quite often it's that conversation that you're having with yourself in your yeah. head that you're not good enough and yeah. one of my favourite body positive quotes is those negative thoughts you have about your body aren't your own Yeah, yeah. and I think that really just highlights that anything that we're thinking, you know, we weren't born yeah. hating our bodies so this is coming from somewhere and it's yeah the part of my journey that you asked about which was like my defining moment of how I learned acceptance is realizing that I didn't think these things about myself organically they have been planted in my head from somewhere so it's about understanding the root of those where's that come from and actually trying to remove that from my life and then with social media and with other media that I consume I'm very conscious about it being things that I can relate to people that don't edit their pictures and more authentic you know relatable content and that alone makes a huge difference for sure yeah I agree so 2018 you went out on Instagram why did you go out on Instagram was it to spread a conversation and to start a conversation no it actually wasn't so the the initial reason for me being on Instagram was to share my journey of how I was going to clear my skin if you know at that point I didn't know I was but it was about talking about acne and self-acceptance in that regard because I gained self-acceptance before I actually made any physical progress with my skin so that whole journey was about two years of understanding it really doing the work on my mental health and then it enabled me to think logically about my skin do like implement everything I'd learn and then that takes a little while for it to reflect in the skin so yeah I'd say from start to finish it was like a two-year thing and I know there'll be people listening that are like oh that's way too long and that's what put me off ever doing the work myself rather than going to the doctor and saying can I go on antibiotics can I go on isotretinoin and don't get me wrong I did all of those things but it's all with this idea of it being a relatively quick solution. Um, And if there are alternatives like doing what I did, it is so much better in the long run just because of, you know, there's, there's some people and I'm I'm not medication shaming here because it's really important that some people take the medication that they need. There's some skin conditions that need 
uh, medical intervention. But for me, certainly, especially at the beginning, there's so much more I could have done with support, emotional support specifically, where I could have um, had an easier journey and also it not taken 13 years before before I actually started doing something about it myself. Um, You could argue that I was doing something the whole time, but actually the most significant work that I did was after 13 years because I thought I needed to be helped for the first 13 years. And it was those last two years with acne where I realised that I was already everything I needed and I I already had all the knowledge. It was just a case of implementing it and realising that, you know, I could do it. And that's not because I'm an aesthetician by trade. It's because... You know, when you've had acne for 13 years, you become an expert. (laughs) You know, like with anything. So I already knew it better than anyone else. I knew my skin better than anyone else. I knew what broke me out and I knew the things to avoid. So it's kind of just piecing all those bits of the puzzle. Like you've got the jigsaw box with all the pieces of the puzzle inside. And it's like, actually, no one's going to put this together for you. You have to do it. And it was understanding that it really kind of gave me the motivation I needed. Yeah. I think there's definitely something to be said for that. You said a bit earlier about accepting yourself and I think part of that is taking credibility for your actions and getting yourself out of one situation and into another. Um, And there's definitely something to be said for learning and getting yourself out of a hole. And I'm saying that because... I used to be someone who used to message, and I still do sometimes, and I think for me, it's I don't know if you agree, but it's an insecurity. So if I'm, even with equipment, I will be so quick to message someone, why don't I just learn how to do the damn right. thing myself? Yes. And I know like with skin, it's much more personal, but even with weight or training, I've always asked someone or wanted someone to come to the gym with me when I need to take time and learn my body and what my body likes and what my body reacts to because it will be the same with you. I work in skincare, so I'm not talking completely blind to you, but what what, what your skin needs is completely different to what somebody else's skin needs with the same condition. But we still ask each other, oh, what yeah. are you using? And yeah. oh, what did you use to cure your acne? Yeah. And I'm very reluctant to share that information on yeah. social media because yeah. it will be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it is it is taking accountability, and I think also we're so in a time of you know you spoke about people wanting things to happen overnight. Yes, expectations That's with social media. Yes. You know, it's it's you want things to happen right away, and yeah. it's not. It's a skin um, skin products for acne, a, a treatment. It's mm. it's not a you know a serum. It's not a moisturizer. It's a treatment, and so. It, it takes time. It's yeah, not, it's and not that's only treating thing. what's on your face. Yeah. That's not thinking about what the cause is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the real, <laughs> the real, the hardest thing to do with acne, specifically, if that's what we're going to talk about just now, is that it's about understanding what the cause is and 
prevention yeah. Yeah. less less worrying about what's on your face right yeah, now yeah. because future spots will come unless yeah. you understand why it is you break out yeah. um there are going to be some types of acne that can literally be cleared through clearing what's on the face and kind of giving your yeah. skin a bit of a uh, boost and a bit of yeah. a head start because sometimes acne especially if you pick and squeeze your skin and yeah. and kind of a set into old habits it can be really hard for your skin to heal if yeah. you kind of make it worse <laughs> yeah. so there's lots of that along the way with a condition like acne it's things that we kind of do in desperation to get rid of it quickly that yeah. actually make it worse for example with my skin my skin journey was that when I was a teenager I took antibiotics for a year for my skin yeah. and I didn't know what the consequences of that would be at the time and if I did know I wouldn't have cared anyway because yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was so desperate, desperate I was just like yeah. give me the medication um was I doing a proper skincare routine at the time using the best ingredients no I didn't know anything about skincare at that time I don't think yeah. any teenager does no, no, no. um was I moisturizing was I using SPF no 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 so yeah. my skin was just getting dry um my skin was just not in a good place and so with you know being on antibiotics for a year that absolutely destroyed my gut health yeah. and consequently I got irritable bowel syndrome and then all of a sudden my skin is like the last thing on my mind because yeah. now I can't even function properly like my bowels are ex- yeah. extremely reactive and um that becomes a whole new problem like food became a real challenge for me and eating yeah. you know just normally like what yeah. I would consider normally was just a real challenge so so my acne went from being like teenage skin with pimples and whiteheads and things like that, blackheads. And then after, you know, getting into this territory of irritable bowel syndrome yeah. was large, cystic, painful, under yeah. the skin spots. So I hadn't really acknowledged the fact that over the years, although I still had acne, the type of acne I had was different. The yeah. location of where the spots were were different. Yeah. Um, so it was much more treatable at the beginning and became, the more and more I did, the more and more medication I took, the more I interfered, yeah. did wrong things, the more that kind of impacted my results and it yeah. made my my acne journey lasts far longer than it needed to be but it's such a vicious cycle yeah it is um so just going back a little bit you kind of said that you opened yourself up to chris that must have did that leave you feeling quite vulnerable i guess i'd built it up for such a long time it was three three years that he hadn't seen my acne and i'd you know, conceived every possible way to hide it from him, Um, which wasn't easy because we lived together for the majority of that time as well. And... What did that conversation go like? like, Yeah, so it was basically like a sit-down thing that I'd massively, (laughs) massively, like, over-dramatised in my head. You plugged Um, everywhere. Yeah, I'll sit down, darling, I've got something I need to tell you. He probably thought I was pregnant or something. But actually, you know, I just said, look, I'm going to use this time that we have to figure out 
uh, something that I've I've been wanting to find out for a long time. Yeah. I said you you know he knew I had IBS, yeah. so um, it it was kind of a conversation that started talking about that, yeah. and then it kind of went on to the fact that you know I've I have acne. You've never seen me without makeup on, yeah. um, but I do have spots, and I think he could see a certain amount of skin texture. So it was a case of like. Not an elephant in the room, but it was something that he was aware of and I was... I guess it was an elephant in the room, actually. It's a perfect definition of that because we didn't speak about it. Yeah. He knew it was there, though he never saw it. Um, and because I was so into skincare, obviously, I <laughs> wore face masks and stuff around the house to, like, green mud masks really? to hide my acne so I wasn't yeah. wearing makeup. And he just thought I was, like, some sort of maskaholic <laughs> because I was constantly <laughs> wearing face masks around the house. Like the with his friends. Like, yeah. Guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was actually just in an effort to uh, conceal my acne in a different way. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I used to get really hysterical sometimes if like he'd want to answer the door to friends if I didn't have any makeup on yeah. like this is afterwards and the same when he didn't know that I had acne or at least we didn't talk about it like yeah. he would want to turn the light on in the middle of the night I don't know to find something yeah and I'd have already come to bed without makeup on and I'd be like you know kind of shouting and pulling yeah. the duvet over my head and over dramatizing him turn- turning the light on just to get him to turn the light off quicker and make it out that he'd upset me because of just me wanting to sleep and him disturbing my sleep. But it was actually like, I just didn't want him to see my face. Um, So yeah, you start, I realized that the reason why obviously I'd been through that hurricane and I realized how unhealthy my behavior was, but also I had noticed like a bit of tension between us before, um, that I had started adopting, perhaps my skin had got worse at the time. I can't remember, but, um, I had started to recognize some old behaviors of mine when I'd been in previous relationships and started seeing that I was adopting those again and it was starting to become a problem. And I, like, I didn't want him to touch my face or caress me. And instead of explaining why I would just push his hand away and I had body acne as well. So I wouldn't let him touch parts of my body. And again, instead of him knowing why I didn't, I would just reject intimacy. Um, And that was a problem. So of course, when I actually said what it was, it was such an anticlimax. He was just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's fine. I totally support you. Uh, the end of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, oh, so that was it was that easy, and yeah. I've been hiding it from him. I've been suffering in silence all this time, and you know he's on my on my side. And yeah. not only that, but a huge supporter, especially in those early days, because though I'd posted that picture on Instagram, and though he had had people come up to him and say, oh, I think it's really good what Joe's doing. Yeah. Um. He challenged me because I was still going to work with makeup on. I was still socializing with makeup on. And although I was doing it in my own time, I felt so much more comfortable, bizarrely, showing my acne on social media so that everyone could kind of have their shocked faces to themselves um, and any kind of initial reactions. And then by the time they'd see me perhaps be a bit more composed and we could have like a less um, insensitive conversation to me. Um, And that really helped me. So I actually much preferred doing it all online and then seeing people in the normal way with makeup on and we could talk about acne, although they couldn't actually see my acne. So that's how I started. It was much more 
a conversation that's allowed to be on the table but I look the same to you as I always have Um, and then it progressed to create still a comfort blanket really of makeup not so much anymore I don't really wear it but back Back then then, it certainly was it was a it definitely was the only reason I you know, I owe so much to makeup as much as yeah. it became a very unhealthy relationship. Yeah. It also allowed me to do things that I would have never have done yeah. if I had visible acne and I had to yeah. go to work as normal or I wouldn't have made friends. I wouldn't have got into relationships. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone for certain jobs because I would have known that, you know, having acne wasn't an option yeah, um, yeah, in yeah. beauty therapy. So, yeah. So what have you learned from opening up to Chris? Um, That's... (laughs) I've learned that he is much more accepting of my body than I am. (laughs) Yeah. I think think that's... You know, we talked a bit, we'll get on to body and positivity and and that kind of thing and how we feel about that and that relationship that we have with our bodies in a sec. But... I think a lot of us, again, worry what people are thinking, especially when it comes to a partner, whether mm. that's a member of the opposite sex or not, or just men in general. We have this vision of perfecting ourselves or trying to perfect mm. ourselves for them, and it's madness. I think if you actually sat down with a guy or your partner or someone you're dating or whatever and said, "This is, I'm feeling weird about this, I think a lot of them would have the same reaction. Oh yeah, of, for sure. It's this is not a problem. Yeah, to me. I actually had someone message me the other day, um, a guy, and he said, you know, this is more body positive, but he was like, you know, my a partner, um, she's really struggling with how she sees herself, um, and she doesn't want to be intimate with me because she worries that I will think she's unattractive because. Yeah. Um, you know, she's put on weight and things like that. And he goes, we both have, like, but we've also spoken openly about doing something about it. Um, but I just want your opinion on on what I should do to make her more relaxed. And I said, well, I don't have the answer of what will help her because yeah. only she can tell you what that is. But it was really nice to have someone reach out and say, you know, I'm in this situation. I really yeah. want my partner to know that I am attracted to them she doesn't believe me and that just proves that it doesn't actually matter you know support and telling someone you are beautiful with acne or you are beautiful no matter what your size yeah it's great to to hear those things it's great to verbalize things like that but ultimately support does come in other ways and it just shows how psychological it is because you can hear those things and not believe it. The prettiest person in the world could hear that they were pretty all day long, but if their mind is telling them that they're not, then that that is what they'll believe. Yeah, and again, it's it's that inner work of accepting yourself before anyone else can, and I think... Mm, Not needing validation from anyone else. Yeah, 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 and... um, Sorry, I meant to say accepting yourself before accepting anybody else. And, and There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Putting yourself first, and I think, again, it's liberating and it's mm-hmm. so bloody important. Like, yeah. if we don't love ourselves what I've learned over the past kind of few years while I've been doing this stuff is you no one else can love and respect you as much as you can love and respect yourself and if you really get to know yourself so damn well you know you can always learn more about yourself from other people always always it's a a constant but that that piece of just I am so comfortable in my body right now yeah. is, is so and freeing. you start um, realising you deserve more. Yeah. Yeah, as you know, well. yeah. And the thing is, it's like my husband really supported me with the acne side of things, but then he kind of unleashed a beast. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, <laughs> okay, so yeah, what am I going to start accepting today? And, yeah. you know, that's that's hard on him as well because it went from just one thing to now all of a sudden, like, I'm this really empowered human being. Yeah. And that can be quite scary to some people. Yeah. Like, having someone that is so sure of themselves and is yeah. so confident. And don't get me wrong, even when you've done the work that I have, I yeah. still have low mental health days I still have low or bad body image days yeah. like there's always days where I'm not feeling you yeah. know feeling myself 100% yeah. of the time yeah but that's when you go back to okay what what's happened yeah uh, what's yeah, caused yeah, yeah. this or what have I not been doing um ha- am I not getting the normal support you know yeah. from my support network whoever that might be yeah um and I definitely would encourage people not to just just to have that one person because yeah. I think it's been a lot for Chris actually because yeah. he yeah. has been especially with the pandemic my only person that I talk to about these things yeah. um which is why it's so good to have a community on social media because at least yeah. I get to uh, <laughs> talk <laughs> yeah, to everyone there respect. as well but for him it's like wow what's she doing <laughs> what's she doing now <laughs> what is next yeah let's talk about that then because we obviously talked about skin and, and acne a lot and that acceptance but let's I love I love looking at your feed I love it it makes (laughs) me smile it makes me feel empowered it makes me feel a part of something and it's it's a really happy place and it's really really, it it is though (laughs) and it's so full of energy but realism and conversation that needs to happen so how did it get from skin to body yeah or whatever it is now yeah whatever whatever goes um it's just I guess it it's more it kind of more highlights my journey and more than anything rather than it being um purposeful it's just literally me doing my bits and first of all it being to do with skin and and needing to accept that part of myself and then like I said earlier just literally challenging myself about every other bit and then I started thinking okay well 
now you've got societal standards in here because obviously what was holding me back with my acne was believing that I wouldn't be accepted if I didn't wear makeup so then it started to challenging those ideas and thinking well is that how everyone else is feeling and actually people need to know that they don't need permission to show up as they are they can absolutely you know be completely unpodged unpodge (laughs) unapologetically themselves um yeah so I guess that's where it's come from it's just knowing all those things that I've been insecure about and then really trying to understand why I ever felt insecure about them in the first place and wanting to challenge that and there is definitely an edge of feminism on my page because it it does come down to a lot of double standards where women are expected to show up a certain way and there's a lot less pressure on men although there is definitely more pressure than ever on men to also conform to these beauty standards I don't think your feminism is aggressive though I think it's um realistic and I think you know it's really practical even what did you put oh about um men having underarm underarm hair why is it unhygienic on a woman yeah um, yeah you never even think about that even the one about um this is not um to do with feminism but the way we shave our legs yeah like how that's all come about it's just it's I honestly watch your videos and think how have I never thought about this before? <laughs> yeah. It's mad. Yeah. So, so the one you're is... talking about is the the marketing images used alongside yeah, shaving yeah, yeah. products are shaving up the leg, and yeah. it's just like a standard, you know, classic photo yeah, that you yeah. see alongside shaving products. But actually, you're supposed to shave with the hair growth. Waxing yeah. is ripping Oxen, the hair yeah. off opposite, and shaving is with, and obviously with shaving the incorrect way. Yeah more people are making money because you're buying desensitizing yeah. products for your skin yeah. you're doing all these things to kind of combat that sensitivity yeah. and actually you know men get a little bit more guidance with shaving their face yeah. but women don't get the same kind of guidance when they shave their parts of their body because yeah. we're all kind of shamed into doing it yeah. and then it's like I mean I don't know how many other people have stolen their mother's razors or yeah, dad's yeah. razors to yeah to actually shave for the first time I know I did and I was the last person in my year at school to shave and it was only through them pointing that out that I was like oh my god the first thing I do when I need to get home is shave my whole body (laughs) um so yeah there's there's pressures um I did another episode with um Elise who's Liam Elise on Instagram and she was talking about pressures that we get at school that are just completely unnecessary, whether it's to do with height or skin yeah. colour or whatever. Um, and it's mad. I've always said, like, it's mad that you leave school and you don't even know how to pay a bill, yet you know what the circumference of a whatever <laughs> is. Like, that to me blows my mind. Like, we're just yeah. not set up for society when we leave school. No. And it's the same thing, you know. We were not taught how to shave our underarms if we even want to do it. Or, like, yeah. we're not taught how to put a tampon in or like yeah. how to re- regulate your period not reg- not how to regulate your periods but how to understand your periods them, yeah. and understand them and your body goes through these changes and actually it's only now in my 30s that I'm starting to understand what my body feels like yeah and I'm, oh I'm due on next week right and I know because my body's feeling telling it's telling you it's yeah through experience and it's listening it's, to it and but knowing that you know 
if you were that age at school and you were encouraged yeah. to listen to your body yeah um and also encouraged and and reassured that your body will keep changing it's not just during yeah. puberty yeah er, you know you're not gonna fit into your clothes that you fit into yeah, at 18 yeah. years old yeah. because that just wouldn't be right you don't stop yeah. growing until well you never stop growing especially yeah. as a woman really because and that's not um that's not weight gain that's like that's yeah. being a woman yeah it's exactly all woman. those different hormones doing their thing yeah. and there is so much you know I haven't had children but I can't even begin to yeah. understand what that must be like for for this idea that you have to bounce back and and all of that kind of thing and it's really upsetting and not only that for me having a tummy without a child people always ask me you know oh what did you do postpartum or how many children do you have and it's yeah. just it's about really understanding that you know women's bodies and people's bodies look the way they do and it's not necessarily due to these like preconceived ideas yeah, yeah. of the only reason why a woman's body would be different is if she's had a baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, it's a big part of it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's mad. Just talking about that. Do you, I'm guessing you, you know, you're someone who puts yourself out there. Yeah. I'm guessing you get that back a little bit. Do you have a lot of, not a lot, but do you have experienced negative comments? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's all part of it really. Um, I get should say to myself and to anyone listening I get so much more positive feedback but unfortunately as a human being you take on and you scrutinize the negative feedback because that's a completely natural thing that we are built to do is to to worry more over the threat than to actually celebrate you know all of the amazing things and amazing interactions that I have um but yeah it's kind of those people are the people I need to have conversations with the most yeah because a lot of the time if they have certain opinions that are the ones that I'm trying to say are upsetting or insensitive it's them that I want to stop being you know yeah so insensitive like yeah, I need yeah. to encourage them to see it from this point of view yeah and not as someone that's just too sensitive themselves or just trying to create a problem where there isn't one it's actually yeah. saying you know if I wouldn't need to be here if yeah. everyone knew how to be a bit more considerate yeah no, <laughs> of I other people and not have these like expectations of how people should lo- yeah. should look as a human being you know yeah. without gender like we should all just be able to be who we want to be yeah um without anyone else's interference <laughs> i completely agree and i think we well judgment is more I judgment say, and yeah. judgment and opinion and gossiping is yeah. just it's, it's just not a not a the healthy is the word that comes into my mind but it's just not um it's just not necessary and no. it it I think a lot of it again can come from insecurity and yeah. envy and yeah. what we see online yeah um, for sure and you know you are someone who has built up that confidence but it's nice to hear that it's a, been a journey and mm. it just doesn't you know you weren't born with oh, this God, no, like it's not I switch, love myself sure. and I love my yeah. body and I you know I like these parts so maybe you know I it's quite refreshing to hear how you speak about negative comments because maybe they can learn something yeah. and 
learn to be a bit more open yeah. and accepting and it's maybe an, an, an insecurity or a trigger within them that's, yeah. that's not allowing them to do that. I think, you know? you know, education, you know, if you've got the confidence and if you've got the time and, you know, you want to put energy into educating yeah. the people that are making other people feel sad, then absolutely. But it's not your job or responsibility to. Yeah. No, no, no. And there's definitely going to be certain people that I won't interact with because I can tell that straight away it's perhaps not going to be yeah. a very productive conversation yeah. but I would say 70% of people I do try to respond to and a lot of my followers say don't even bother with them yeah. um but I am a bit of a stickler for you know my own worst enemy sometimes and yeah. I do try to like convert everyone into just being better human beings yeah. but um you know there are just some people that it's going to take a lot more than seeing one of my posts or having a conversation yeah, yeah, with yeah. me and they have to want to change and yeah. want to yeah, be more considerate of others but yeah it's yeah. a it's a constant work in progress and it always will be it's yeah, not yeah. it's not going to be something that's going to change overnight yeah no I completely agree let's talk about passions and things that you're passionate about yeah. and what is because you've obviously got a bit of fire in your belly and, <laughs> and you know it's 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 great to see but I'm guessing from our conversation that you haven't always had this passion or or have you yeah. had a burning desire to, I want to say break free, I'm sorry yeah. if I'm putting my no, no, in no. mouth, but have you? Yeah. I would say the best way I can describe what I do, like always and now, is that I'm in the profession and I'm, I see myself as being very good at making people feel good. Yeah. So when I was a beauty therapist, massaging, giving people facials, my job, my responsibility was at the yeah. end of that 60 minutes or whatever, was to make that person leave feeling really good about themselves. Yeah. Um, that might have been a beautifying treatment where they feel, you know, they look a certain way and that yeah. makes them feel pretty, even though they don't owe it to anyone. Yeah. They want to feel it and that's absolutely okay. Yeah. And it's a really nice gift to be able to give someone yeah. for them to feel, especially when they come in sometimes really unhappy, very, yeah. like they've had a really bad day. And for you to turn them that around and for them yeah. to kind of say at the end, I'm really sorry that I was really grumpy at the beginning, but that was a really nice treatment. That yeah. that was always like a really nice yeah. um, feeling for me too. Um, so then in my job now, although you kind of get stuck with the label as influencer, yeah. um, I definitely would say my job is still very much, although it's not physical and hands-on, it's still very much hoping that I have made people feel good at the end of the day, at least better when they, you know, better than when they opened up my page. Yeah. Well, thank you on behalf of whoever's (laughs) listening because I, I, you know, it's helping me a lot and it's, it is just, yeah community it's it means a lot you know it really does and it's it it is about community it's not about me being there and and hosting this kind of conversation it's actually about go in the comments and talk to some of the other people that are there saying that they feel the same way or that they really needed to hear this today because I've had a couple of instances where I've been able to connect people with certain disorders or illnesses who they've not been able to find anyone to talk to and then been able to put them two together and kind of they can help each other and that's what it's all about yeah that's really great that's really great to hear where I think again you must get a lot of people who are comparing themselves to other people going back to you know beauty treatments or wanting to feel better and, and what's the the need for that 
sometimes it is because we're comparing ourselves or we're unhappy in our own body what what's your kind of advice for someone who's feeling a bit lethargic about themselves or not in a great place or I go online and everyone looks better than me or yeah feeling stuck in a, mm. in a body that you're unhappy with because that's a really not a nice feeling it's to, not to have no it's really not and I so, so I say this with skin as well like my best skincare advice yes is to seek mental health support okay I think it's less about your physical being yeah and more about how you feel about those things so yeah. if you feel rubbish in your body yeah is your body rubbish yeah or do you feel bad about your body and it's yeah. definitely always you feel bad about it rather than it is bad yeah um and it was creating that link myself with the mental health side of things yeah. that was such a game changer for me in terms yeah. of acceptance and I would not have achieved what I have had I not really turned it around and how I actually saw myself looking in the mirror um it's it's all about changing the way you see yourself and not how other people see you yeah um by mental health support do you mean therapists or it can be it can be any kind of recognizing first and foremost that you need emotional support that the way you feel about your body actually goes beyond just looking in the mirror and thinking oh that doesn't look very good today or I don't like that it's actually when you're starting to have dialogue with yourself constantly putting yourself down making yourself feel not worthy cancelling plans because of how you feel about yourself like when it really starts impacting your everyday life that is when you know it's beyond looking in the mirror and and not liking what you see it's actually you know you're, you're creating yeah. A, a really nasty person to live with <laughs> yeah. you've got to think that you you know, there's a great quote that's your body hears everything your mind says yeah. and it's so true because you can really turn things around for yourself if you can't say something nice to yourself yeah. say something factual instead yeah. just replace that negative thought yeah. so you don't have to say you look beautiful today when you look in the mirror because some yeah. people might say that feel really silly and think that's not believable because I've gone yesterday I was saying I hate myself and today I'm saying I look beautiful in the mirror you can't go from one extreme to the other but what you can do is replace the negative thought with okay I've just said that about myself which is not very friendly how about you've got blonde hair or you're wearing jeans today like just say something different I used to, when I was really struggling with my skin, I used to brush my teeth in front of the mirror. This is as cheesy as it gets, by the way. I was brushing my teeth in front of the mirror and I smiled because I heard that endorphins really help get your mood going in a good positive way. I literally yesterday just messaged all of my friends and asked them to send me a smile selfie because I'm going to make a reel of smiling because I do the same thing. And when you feel crap, you just... I even do it in the gym sometimes and I'm like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just do it. it. Yeah, but even it's if it's not a really genuine smile, yeah, it makes just the muscular difference. action, yeah. it does actually release endorphins. Yeah, so whether does, you yeah. feel happy or not, because I used to work in hospitality. And I used to think, oh, I really don't want to go and put a face on and be smiley because I don't feel like it today. But the minute I started switching it on for the guests that I was looking after, I actually genuinely started feeling better as well because I was out of my own head. So it really is about just taking yourself out and also really thinking about, would you ever speak 
to your friend the yeah. way you speak to yourself because yeah. I would never yeah. speak to anyone I like yeah. the way or uh, to be fair anyone I didn't like I would yeah. never say the things that I've said to myself yeah so. it's really damaging isn't it absolutely and it's um you know you also have to be easy on yourself because if you do start to do this positive self-talk you have to remember that you've probably had years of oh of yeah bad self-talk so it's a lot of unlearning to do yeah and I do sometimes still look in the mirror and say oh not not keen on what I'm looking at here and then I, I very quickly I'm good at it now to be like hell no that's not that's not happening yeah. we don't talk to ourselves like that yeah. but it, it takes a long time and yeah. you've got to to recognize yeah, it yeah. To, to pull yourself up on it yeah um but you were saying about comparison earlier and it's being gentle with yourself because comparison is a hundred percent human yeah we are born to compare ourselves to yeah. other people yeah. to know that we are doing things the correct way yeah. like we're definitely like a pack we have like pack mentality. We want to be accepted. So yeah. be gentle with that fact that you are trying to fit in. And that's absolutely okay yeah, because that is how we're built. We want to be in numbers. We want to be in the crowd. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just about realizing, you know, who you're doing, what you're doing for. Yeah. If you're putting on makeup today, are you doing it for you? Yeah, or are yeah, you doing yeah. it for someone else or yeah. because you don't think you'll be accepted if you don't? Yeah. And it's also about your immediate surroundings. You know, are you are you in surroundings that you feel comfortable that are quite native to who you are? You know, it doesn't have to be empowering or motivational or, you know, it doesn't have to be all of those things that we feel pressure at the minute. But it, it has to be a space that you feel comfortable mm. and to be 100% yourself. And if not, I would start to have a think about those situations that I'm putting myself in, you know. Absolutely, yeah. I mean having conversations like this having them with your friends yeah where you might have once felt like oh I'm not sure if I can go to that party or that gathering today imagine if it was oh you get to go and see those people that lift you up and make you feel better about yourself because you've got these people in your life that you can have honest conversations with and that is really freeing like you said earlier it's liberating to have those conversations and instantly just feel better about the situation in yourself knowing that you're not alone having those thoughts as well yeah Yeah, i completely agree i am excited to talk to you about (laughs) um filtering and editing photos because yes I feel passionately about it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of an understatement to how you feel about it. So, yeah. So, talk to me. (laughs) Talk to me about it. Well, I guess, again, this is definitely coming back to having acne and oh god it used to upset me so much seeing commercials for acne products like Clearasil and things like that on TV when I was growing up. And the person that they had, the teenager that they had on these adverts didn't have any spots when they were using the uh, face wash or they'd have like one and it would be superimposed. It wouldn't even be a real spot. So that used to be really upsetting because I thought acne was so ugly. It couldn't even be on TV. Like it was really upsetting or it could be on TV, but it would have to be like a villain or a geek or someone, someone portraying in an evil light or whatever. So that was already, already upsetting and then as an adult seeing it only associated with teenagers and not really being represented as an adult with acne and then you've got filters as well so you've got 
<laughs> today you've got social media filters but when I was growing up thank goodness that wasn't yeah. um, a problem for me yeah. but it was definitely a problem with like airbrushing in magazines yeah, and definitely. working in the beauty industry seeing the marketing that comes alongside with a skincare product to sell it was I always felt really um I had very mixed feelings about promoting products alongside images like that because it really skewed people's expectations of what to expect yeah, yeah. <laughs> from using a skincare product because they would look at that skin and think, well, if that's what I get at the end of it, yeah, then absolutely yeah. I'll I use mean, this yeah. product. So that was a problem for me. And then I think it was very much when I started on Instagram, filters had only just come out or, yeah, they really, they really, they were literally yeah. the dog filter was as airbrushes it got and that was about it and that's one of Instagram's own filters and I used to use it a lot that's before I started um talking about acne and then I realized that you know it actually physically changed the shape of my face as well my eyes got bigger my face got smaller and I started not wanting to film without it I spoke to some people who misrepresented themselves so much online that they didn't want to socialize with their friends anymore because they were afraid of judgment that their friends would see them and they didn't look like who they had been portraying themselves to look so I started recognizing that there was a huge psychological impact to filter use and then it's kind of escalated since then because now there are so many filters some of them are really discreet some of them are obviously very obvious but if you don't know that person then you will just take it as face value and think that that is what that person looks like everyone has smooth skin and as a beautician you get a lot of people coming in and saying you know here's a photo of this person this is the skin I'd like to have and it's like well first of all that picture has been edited it's been airbrushed their skin doesn't look like this so I started a movement called pores not flaws because people's perception of pores was like it was something that could be removed and then you see marketers jump in on this sorry because I believe your profession is marketing isn't it so I'm like slagging (laughs) off marketers it's it's not that but it's like um you know it's buzzwords and it's oh poreless effect or flawless effect and I was seeing a lot of this coming through and it kind of just leaps onto this thing this new trend that everyone's looking for because of smooth effect filters it was knowing that you know there was some video call software that automatically puts on beauty mode so you don't even realize you're sitting on there talking to someone on a business meeting and you've got this um kind of filtered effect on your face I was doing an interview um for scenes of beauty a couple of weeks ago and I was like why is my face so it's filtered and I I would never put a filter on my skin and I was messing around with the settings I didn't realize on zoom you can literally like um, I don't know what I don't know what they call. I was in shock. They call it beauty mode, I believe. They're... Yeah, and you can you can um, there's an arrow bar on it, and you can make it like high definition. Oh, really? Definition. And I was oh, that's changed my... then. It's, yeah, it's mad. Wow. Uh, yeah, because it was, um, it was quite eye opening. If we're talking, you know, if we're naming and shaming <laughs> um, brands that do it, Samsung when you 
re, you know put your turn on your phone for the first time yeah. if you buy a new samsung phone uh, they have beauty mode already enabled on the camera exactly. so if you're not very tech, tech savvy or you don't yeah. notice things on the screen you would start taking your picture yeah. and the issue is with filters specifically opposed to airbrushing that's always been done in magazines and things and now we see it in like moving pictures as well on films it's happening there um is that it was always done on celebrities or actresses or singers or people that we knew in the public eye but did not know in real life the thing is with a filter is it's filtering your face a face that you do know really well and you're thinking oh so i could look like this could i if i did this x y and z and it's really giving you this false illusion of what your face could look like with certain help or fixing and the truth is is that nothing will make your skin or your face look like a filter it's the same when you use the hair color filters hairdressers get so annoyed because people go in and say i want my hair to look like this color And to try and lift someone's hair up to a certain colour that they're seeing on there, it will look totally different in real life. You've got to consider so many aspects of an individual's hair to match it to that, to maintain that colour. You know, with a social media filter, it looks great and it's all at the root. But like for me, one week of you know, I dyed my hair copper yeah. one week and I was already getting my blonde grey roots yeah. through and it looked dreadful. So, yeah. you know, it is so different and I think filters just give you a really warped perspective yeah. of what you could look like. Yeah, I agree. And I think um I don't know where I started hate not hating them, but I just really dislike them. I think I yeah, you you look at your own face and you just when you start to become unrecognizable to yourself, <laughs> that to me is where it's Yeah. It's I I say helpful. like a good way to measure it I'm sure everyone already knows that they affect them on some sort of level but is to you know stop using them if you can't post something without them stop using them if they're not fun stop using them if they stop you I don't know if I've already said this one now (laughs) stop using them if you don't feel beautiful without them that kind of thing um and stop following people that also use them and you know you're trying to move away from that constantly yeah, being everything you're exposed to um it is incredibly toxic unfortunately and that yeah. is the the harmful side of social media is like yeah. this falseness and not really truly knowing it's like a highlight yeah. reel basically of yeah, yeah, someone's yeah. life and i think you've got filter filters but you've also yeah. got the filter in the sense that this is a filtered life as in yeah. a a filter of someone's life like a highlight reel or a a a watered down version or just the best bits or whatever it is and it's it's um definitely important to me to create a more real space so sometimes I'll just share share. it's really boring but if I'm just doing the laundry all weekend then I want people to know that I'm just doing laundry because I'm not going to Coachella or to some other amazing (laughs) thing I'm just folding my knickers and to be honest I'm quite happy just doing this (laughs) maybe I would have liked to have nipped over to Coachella but you know that's my reality and a lot of people can get FOMO or they can think that they're not living their best lives or you know that they don't don't look as pretty as everybody else online and I'm like you know I've got greasy hair today and it's okay if you do too because you know the majority of us aren't looking pristine and perfect all the time and thank you for sharing that because I also think that works both ways you know 
looking at um at social media and other people's accounts and and seeing people living their best lives that gives you firmer but also guilt you all yeah yeah <laughs> but you also feel you know if you if you are someone that puts just the best bits on you must feel what have I got to be doing next what what pressure mm. am I putting well, on myself to be in the best spotting the best self looking the best having the best outfit and it's yeah it's a it's a it is a warped version of reality yeah and I'm sure we've all got that friend that does say look at my life it's amazing but you know their life in real life and you know it's not so sometimes it's also about being quite sympathetic to people that aren't perceiving you know aren't showing themselves in in a real way it is very much escapism and it's not for us to judge yeah. who wants to use a filter yeah, and who wants to just share best bits on their social media yeah. i like to be really conscious of it because i don't want anyone to compare themselves to me but there are people that feel like i don't know it's it's kind of it's it makes life worth living for them or yeah. it makes it a, a bit like how makeup was for me it yeah. makes life a bit a bit more bearable yeah, yeah. and if that is the case then you know I'm, I'm yeah. definitely not going to judge anyone for still wanting to use a filter if it means yeah. they show up I'd much rather people show up with a filter than don't show up at all yeah, so yeah, if yeah. that's what it takes but for anyone that is trying to move away from using filters but doesn't know how to because they're in a bit of a sticky situation with you know feeling like it's going to be too obvious of a change then I'd recommend like slowly drip feeding it in so like doing a bit of half and half some filtered content some um some not filtered content or um you know I started when I was trying to remove my makeup which you could kind of use in the same way as filters as I started being present with makeup on but every now and then I'd send like a best friend like a picture of my face without makeup on yeah. and I'd be like oh I can't wait to see you tomorrow or something yeah and it was just a way for me to put a different version of me out there yeah so that it wasn't such a shock yeah. um and it's the same with filters you can you can yeah. ease people into seeing you in a different way or like with makeup I used tinted moisturizer instead of foundation for a little while yeah, just yeah, to yeah. ease me into going bare-faced yeah same with a the filter. There's lots of different levels of filters. Yeah, yeah, so it's just yeah, about totally like down. toning them down and just gradually, gradually. Um, and you can do it. And it, yeah. you know, you, you don't have to feel like that's the only way you're allowed to exist on social media. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And there's, there is loads of different sources. Um, I know Izzy Rogers, who is also, yes. yeah. Um, she says um, her kind of top tip is to create a closed account and post raw real images of yourself and it's just for you and when you start to get more comfortable with it ask people to join or request friends and then it gets bigger and bigger and your confidence your self-confidence grows and it's a it's a never thought about it like that but it's a really interesting way to do it and yes. so there is if you go out looking for ways you know yeah. there, there are there's a lot of great even like taking pictures of yourself even yeah. if you don't post them even if you just create a private album yeah. in your phone that no one else can access yeah because actually taking a picture of yourself and seeing it and looking at it or looking at yourself in the mirror yeah. without, you know, without being tempted to squeeze your skin or whatever. Yeah. It's just about kind of like almost reintroducing yourself to you. Yeah. Um, because it must be really confusing for your brain yeah. to see two versions of you. Yeah, yeah. Because imagine like you're looking at your phone that's got a filter on it live. Yeah. You know, you've not taken that picture yet. You're just looking at yourself with this filter on. You're looking in the mirror 
yeah. what the hell is that doing to your brain? Yeah, like, yeah. how does your brain compute that in that reflection you look different yeah. to that reflection? Yeah. We don't yet know what the psychological consequences of filters really are because they're yeah. too new. Yeah. But you can't tell me that yeah, no, with those two realities, it can't be doing something. Yeah, I've, yeah, I never thought about that either. So no, it's yeah, interesting conversation. But yeah, one with a psychological yeah. <laughs> degree because I don't have one. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll save that one. Um, okay, so the final question that I ask everyone on the show yes. um, is, "What is your version of beauty?" My version of beauty—it's a hard question actually because for me, beauty isn't a thing, or because I know that you like it's a physical thing that you like mm-hmm. to talk about but so I'm gonna be a rebel Definitely. and I'm gonna say it's more about like a feeling for mm-hmm. me beauty is a feeling um and because it is so individual like you and I could both look at the same flower you might like it and I might not yeah. I think that's the same as feelings I could never know how something makes you feel like you yeah. could never know how something makes me feel so the value that that has to you is completely unique. And therefore, if you realise that that feeling is unique to you, there's no set way that that beauty can be defined or dictated. Um, and hopefully it will allow people to be their own unique version of whatever that feeling is yeah. and strive to keep getting that feeling but it's nice because it, it, it is your perception or your the way something affects you internally is different for yeah. everyone. And it's, it's quite important. We all look at people differently, you know, and ter- especially with attraction. And quite often beauty and attraction come hand in hand. Yeah. But, you know, some people like hairy people. Some people like smooth people. Some yeah. people like people with blonde hair. Some people like people with brown hair. And it's just yeah. so individual. So it's hard to to really define what beauty is for me yeah. other than a feeling because yeah. we all know what beauty feels like yeah. but none of us can agree on what beauty looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for Thank you, time, Chloe. Yeah, thank you for, for having me. And thanks for being thanks so, so open and yeah. such a bright spirit. It's been such a great conversation. So thank, thank you to everyone for listening as well. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.